Welcome to episode 205 of the Active Photographer podcast, your behind-the-scenes glimpse into the day-to-day life of a working professional photographer, with me, Giles Babbage. Those of you who regularly follow my antics will know that each year I head off to the photography show at Birmingham's NEC. Well, last week I talked you through my preparation process, and in this episode I'm bringing you the first of my conversations recorded live at the event. Specifically, this time around, I'm discussing some exciting new developments with TomTom regarding their Bandit action camera, and also Migo, who've brought out a range of products to help the outdoors photographer. So welcome, one and all, to The Active Photographer, episode 205. I'm sat on a rather comfortable sofa on the TomTom stand, just had a coffee, which is very nice, I have to say. Uh, I'm sat here with Gavin Spence, who is product manager for the TomTom Bandit Action Camera. This is a new product. TomTom are a new uh, exhibitor here at the photography show, and we're just going to have a little natter for a few minutes about this product, what it has to offer. There are some really interesting features already I've, I've heard about. Uh, so, Gavin, start wherever you want to start. Yeah, lovely to meet you, and uh, great to be here at the Birmingham Photo Show. It's our first year. Um, I'm, uh, as you mentioned, I'm product manager for the Bandit Action Camera. Uh, so, it's for our first uh, foray into action sports and, and really photography. Um, we launched our Bandit Action Camera last year in May. That's when we announced it, and we've been slowly rolling out in Europe. Uh, that's where we're strongest, our, our key focus. Uh, and we're really here to tell everybody about it and uh, why it's different. So, of course, yeah, I'm going to say the obvious thing. People think, okay, so why not GoPro? What, what, what have you guys, what are you offering? We, we, we've said that in our own conversation before this that the action camera market as this year there's a lot been going on 360 is a new thing so you know what is it about the bandit that you guys want to shout about yeah so you know i think GoPro have done a great thing in terms of you know capturing great high quality imagery in, in really extreme environments um however when using action cameras in general they really leave a lot wanting in the experience uh more often than not, people come home from whether that's a, a, a travel adventure, whether that's skiing, uh, sailing, whatever they, whatever their passions are at the weekend, they'll come home with an SD card that's full. Uh, it's got so many videos on it, uh, and, and people more often than not say, you know, next weekend they'll get around to editing their movie, and that content usually goes in a drawer, and what we like to call gathers digital dust. Um, yeah. uh, so what we set out to solve with the Bandit was really enabling people to share that content in the moment and not wait later um, so we did that in a couple of ways um, so as well as recording high quality 4k video uh, photos photo uh, photo bursts time lapse uh, we also use gps of course for tom tom uh, <laughs> and a bunch of motion sensors on the camera whilst we're recording video and we use that data to turn long-form video into a series of video highlights so how fast were you going? You know, what was the highest G-force that you experienced? And we turned that long-form video into a selection of highlights that represent the best parts of your recordings. 
So now that we've solved, okay, which, might, which are the best parts, we also have an onboard media server on the camera, which allows you to connect uh, a smartphone directly to the camera for iOS or Android uh, and edit your footage without having to download it. So all of the content is streamed from the camera to your mobile. You can select your best highlights that are based off of the action data when you're outside uh, exploring, and you can cut together the montage of your best bits uh, and share that with the world. And that, I, that is just such a genuinely exciting development and you know I was saying to you earlier that when I'm sat in a tent and it's pouring with rain I'm thinking okay well I want to be out shooting stuff but I did capture some great content earlier today um I want to be sharing it and there's you know last year we saw uh, with with stills cameras uh, especially we saw a lot of you know cameras that it was new it was touch screen and it was it was cameras that created their own wi-fi hotspot with with the you know, with this, we're talking about extend obviously building on that sort of approach. But for me, as someone that puts together content, writes features, and and needs to have information, even just for captions, whether it's for a feature or if you're just sharing with your friends, and people say, "Oh my God, how how high that looks like really high up there or really fast," you can say, "Yeah, I was doing 42 miles an hour on my bike or down that hill." That that is. The feedback that you already must have received from people about having access to that information must be really, really positive. Oh, yeah. It's, it's probably one of the best products that we've ever done in terms of product reviews. People are loving it. Um, and we really look at the Bandit as, you know, not just the camera, but a tool to get that video and share it. Um, you know, the product at the end of the day is the video that you capture. Uh, so we really want to allow people to, to take that and share it with the world. Um, and that's really what TomTom uh, strives to do is, is we try and take technology that's difficult and package that together in a solution that's very easy and very friendly, familiar to use. That's what we did with our, with our satellite navigation almost 10 years or over 10 years ago now. That's what we did four years ago uh, with our first uh, foray into sports watches. Uh, and that's what we're now doing with video cameras with the, with the TomTom Bandit. And just to give um, listeners a sense of what, what we're talking about sort of physically to look at, obviously there'll be a picture in the show notes people will be able to, yeah. to see. Um, one of the unique aspects of the camera is that it's got a USB uh, point on there. Just, just give us a, a very brief overview of what, what the device looks like and the, yeah. the key features physically. I mean, of course, so from a software side, you know, we, we've, we've generated this highlights uh, algorithm that, that marks all of your interesting moments. You can, you can put it together with our mobile app. But also from a hardware perspective, there's a lot of things that, that really irritated us when we looked at action cameras <laughs> and, and used them. You know, we're, we're a bunch of active people. We like to you know, record all of our uh, experiences. Um, so there's a couple of things that we've done with the hardware of, uh, of the device. Firstly, there's two separate start and stop buttons. And this overcomes what we call button anxiety. So am I recording or not? You know, <laughs> yeah. when the camera's mounted yeah. on your helmet. Uh, that can be a difficult, uh, difficult thing to figure out when, yeah. you, when you can't see the camera. So there's two, different, two dedicated buttons for that. Um, also, there's no need for a bulky case uh, for, it to be, for it to be waterproof. We have interchangeable lens covers, one of which we call our dive lens. When you use that on the camera, you can take it to 40 meters underwater, so five atmospheres. Uh, so perfect for you know snorkeling, like scuba diving. You can take it underwater, and it will uh, it will uh, stand up to the rest of them. Um, also in the camera, like you mentioned, we have what's called the TomTom Batstick. Uh, so this eliminates the need for cables entirely. So you don't need to worry about, okay, have I got my mini USB or yeah, have I got yeah. my SD card adapter? Yeah. Uh, so you, you take the Batstick out of the back of the product. Uh, and this is an integrated battery 
micro SD card reader and high speed USB 3. So it means, you know, after your day's adventure, whatever it is you do, you come home, you take the bat stick out, plug it into your laptop, charge the battery, but most importantly, get that great content that you've just shot out. Yeah. And obviously, you know, when you're out in the field, I use solar chargers, um, you know, Power Monkey, people that would be familiar with. Having a very universal connection, I think a lot of devices over the years have fallen foul of the fact they've tried to be clever and make you buy into their system that you need a certain you know a bit like rechargeable batteries very yeah. difficult if you've got double a batteries you can get them pretty much anywhere yeah, you know uh, but usb is the new universal you know uh, thing what in terms of um battery life yeah what are we talking about here? So we have a 1900 milliamp hour battery uh, and that works out to be three hours recording time uh, full HD video 30 frames per second which is the default capture mode um, which you know no one really records continuously for three hours yeah. uh, so we've done another thing with the camera is after two hours of uh, you know not using it the camera will actually go to sleep where it consumes almost no power and just waits for you to press the button and will wake everything up yeah. and start recording immediately uh, so we know battery life is precious especially when you're outside and you're and you're you don't have access to power maybe you have a solar charger but <laughs> a lot of people don't yeah, um, yeah so we wanted to strive to make sure the the power management of the device was you know really great to get you uh, or to allow you to capture for the full day so you know you record a little snippet of video you go say if you're skiing you go up in the chairlift the camera will go to sleep then you can start, hit the button again when you're going back down you'll record it all for the full day and and we mentioned earlier that um you know usability talking about the, with the product development you were insistent with your developers that they should understand that people sometimes wear gloves yeah that's what, <laughs> it's what I call the famous mitten test yeah. uh, you don't want to have to take your, your gloves off when it's say minus 10 outside and yeah. uh, get frostbite mm-hmm. so yeah we, we, made the, we made the buttons big um, you know, easy to operate with uh, when the camera's on your helmet when you've got it in your hand with uh, gloves on uh, so as well as the separate start and stop buttons, we have a four-way navigation key um, and a very easy-to-use, understand menu that you can press left, right, up and down. You don't get buried in menu settings. It's very flat and, uh, and logical, so very intuitive for people to get, get familiar with quickly. Uh, and that's, something, that's a design that we've borrowed from our sports watches that, that is really appreciated for, for its simplicity and yeah. ease of use. And of course, this is version one of this product. Version one, yes. Um, I dare say stuff is in the pipeline already, which is absolutely confidential. I'm not going to push you for information. <laughs> but where where do you see this product line going, or where would you like to see it going? So I think there's a lot of stuff happening in the industry in terms of 360 video, virtual reality is really driving that. Um, I think you know cameras need to get smarter, and I think what we've tried to do with this is democratize video editing a lot of the the average consumers out there really struggle with you know importing all what's the workflow that's a lot of the, the questions I'm sure you get yeah as well. absolutely um, yeah. you know how do you manage your content how do you how do you put that great piece together you know how, how do you tell that story and for us that's what we really try to set out to solve so you know for outdoor sports you know you can do that via GPS uh, at the, the, the motion sensors on the camera understand that um, so it's really trying to make sure that editing process is as easy as possible that, that it's child's play. Uh, and, and from our perspective, you know, we need to build on that, and that's what we're, that's what we're going towards. Well, it certainly sounds as, you know, as though you're coming at this from the right direction. You know, The things that we've talked about are essentially the, the key points that people time and time 
ask. Yeah. You know? I mean, if you look at action camera owners at the moment, 80% of them say they would like to share more video. Mm. And then if you ask that 80%, okay, why is that? It's down to editing frustration. You know, yeah. I don't have the time. Uh, you know, I will get around to it eventually, but that's never the case. Yeah. Um, so really, it's trying to liberate that content on the SD card. You know, share that in the moment. It's the same if you if you go away on a holiday and you take a bunch of photos. If you don't do it, you know, you never do it. You never do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's all all of this uh, content that, that that's just wasted. And it's a great yeah. experience. You you want to share it with people. Absolutely. Um, or if people have an action camera, you know, and then you're with a group of friends then you know there's this kind of peer pressure element when yeah. you're with a group and you, they know you're recording because you've got them to do all of this crazy yeah. stuff uh, and you kind of owe them the video yeah you? absolutely um, yeah. yeah so yeah with this it's, it's what we set out to do to to really share that in the moment not later yeah. well it's exciting times for sure it's an exciting product everyone's going to want to take a closer look and find out more so where should they go to do that yeah, so you should go to tomtom.com. Uh, uh, it's got all of the information online. Uh, you know, so you can read read more about it um, and get get the full specs there. Excellent. Well, it's been really nice catching up and uh, having a coffee and, and finding Great. out more. Thank you for your time, and I'm sure we'll catch up soon. Fantastic. Nice Cheers. to meet you. Cheers. I'm stood on the Migo stand with Ron Dupre and we have got in front of us a modular system which is really quite interesting because it sort of answers um, a question or a kind of a conundrum which a lot of you have probably come across. It's one of those things whereby you want to protect your camera when you're out and about. You want a, a water resistant or waterproof um, pouch. But then you also want to be able to take your camera, have it around uh, your shoulders, on a, a strap, a sling, that sort of thing. Um, and you end up having lots of different straps, different bags, and, and when you've got enough kit to carry around, it can all end up looking a little bit like a sort of a spider's web of, of various uh, fabric and webbing and what have you. So Ron is going to talk us through uh, what this, this system is, and hopefully you'll get a sense of just how, how versatile it is. Um, yes, the, the system from MIGO um, is based around, first of all, a uh, stormproof or waterproof case that is, allows you to not only protect the camera from the rain and from knocks while you're out and around, but it also allows you to get into the camera and take a photograph without fumbling around in your bag and your equipment for five minutes. So it's based around this, uh, this waterproof bag. Um, the bag, as well as being waterproof, is um, very, very well protected with a, with a neoprene, quite thick um, and rugged case, and has a thermoform base to protect the lens. Once you go inside the bag, the bag is supported in a neoprene hammock system, so if, it, if you're getting knocked about on a bicycle or a bike or anything like this, um, the hammock acts as a, a shock absorb for the camera. Which, as far as I'm aware, is a new innovation. I've not seen that with other manufacturers in this uh, Yeah, I, th I think there's a few firsts with this bag. Mm. Um, that being the hammock system to give some uh, absorption to any shocks is one thing. Um, in addition to that, the, the, the buckles themselves, because of the th thinking of it as an outdoor use, the buckles for the first time that we're aware of have a lock on them now. Mm. So this, um, I'm not quite sure what you call this type of release system, but it now has a lock so you can't accidentally 
unfasten the buckle. And to look at, it's it's basically the same as what you get on a, a rucksack, just a standard buckle, or a lot of you know that I use Optex straps uh, that are quick release. It's that same sort of design, but we were talking about this from, um, just before we started recording. With the Optex, for example, they're brilliant straps, but there is no security if you accidentally knock or someone pinches that release yeah. that's it whereas this you've got this uh, physical sliding lock when the locks are in position you can't you can't take the lock the, the um, catch apart it's uh, pretty much impossible to do that um, the, the other uh, sort of innovation on here is the straps themselves rather than being adjustable through buckles they're adjustable with one hand um, you can adjust them with gloves on it's it's very easy to adjust the length that you're carrying the bag or the strap and, and again those of you that are into your outdoors you will have seen d-rings on rucksacks very very similar uh, essentially to everything that you're familiar with a plastic a d-shaped loop through a webbing strap that is perfect just to, to get your finger or thumb through there yeah yeah that's right um, and the, the bag itself as well as that security when you're actually using the bag it's very quick you can get the camera out of the bag very quickly to take a photograph whereas most waterproof bags as you know takes quite a while to fumble around to get them out but the, once you take the camera out, the camera is attached to the bag with another one of these buckles. The beauty of that is if you happen to um, drop your camera, if you're wearing gloves or anything, you haven't got great control, you drop the camera, the camera won't fall to the ground, it will just drop down below the bag. Um, it's also security from someone running past and maybe grabbing your camera. Your camera is still attached to you. The, the hammock system that I spoke about has uh, two slots in there. It has one so you can put your lens cap in, somewhere to put your lens cap, keep it safe, and another one for a spare card. And the size of the, um, the lens cap and the card slot is dependent on what size of bag you buy. It comes in three different sizes. One for compact system cameras, one for smaller DSLRs, and one for pro DSLRs. And the lens cap and the card slot actually change size as you go up the range. And it's, it's one of those things, uh, lens caps um, and uh, lens hoods and all that sort of thing. If anything is going to fall in a puddle or get lost down you know, the side of a, a bank or something, yeah. it's going to be something like that. that, that yeah. That's right. Um, well, if, it, um, if you're out and around and it stops raining and you, need to, uh, you don't need to use your bag anymore, another nice feature of this, the first I've seen, is you can, um, you can remove your camera from the attachment within the bag and then the bag strap itself can be removed and that can become your camera strap. So I can now remove the, the bag. There's a wonderful demonstration going on yeah, here for, sorry. for those of you that, that can see through sound. And um, now I have a, a standard camera strap, yeah. with the, still with the adjustability and still with the locking mechanism on, on the uh, buckles and I'm left with my bag now without the strap on. So I'm not having to carry a camera with a strap around it pushed into a bag with another strap on the yeah. bag and we end up with lots and lots of straps and more weight and more yeah. tangling. Um, and the, the bag will now just zip together and you can fold the bag and the bag will clip together and clip over your backpack or your belt or your bike or whatever yeah. it is that yeah. you're out and about. Yeah. Um, and that's... That's really the first part of the, this modular system, which is the bag. Now, if I dispense with the bag, I've now got my strap used as a standard sta camera strap. 
they uh, Migo also do a, a two-way camera strap, which is like a standard pad- padded camera strap, but it gives you different options on how you use that camera strap. At the moment, I'm using it as a standard round-the-neck uh, camera strap. But it comes with, one of the options it comes with, which unfortunately you can't see, <laughs> is um, a buckle mechanism that screws into the tripod base of the camera, which allows you then to change the mounting from the standard camera mounting into something like a, the sling shot method that you see from people like Customer Salah and from uh, uh, Black Rapid, Black Rapid yep. is go, the yep. other one. Um, so you can actually change that now into a, sorry, into a, a slingshot method. But another nice thing about doing it this way is in the slingshot method, as you may have seen with people, you always walk around holding your camera still, even though it's on a strap, because it bounces around a little bit and you want to protect the lens. But with this, you can combine the two ways of mounting it, the, the bottom mount and the side mount, so it actually brings the camera so that the lens is protected against your leg and it's the grip that sticks out which means your hand automatically goes to the grip when you want to take a photograph. And for people that are out and about, maybe sort of down by the water, going for a walk, even if it's just a Sunday stroll with the family, you want to have your camera always at the ready. And this is a something that I've thought about for a long time, about what, what are the options, because there's all sorts of different clips and straps and what have you on the market. Um, but having it readily at hand, but in a... That, that's that's fine, but it needs to be in a practical way. Yeah. You know, and if, if say, say you saw a heron flying, taking off, or a swan taking off, and you've only got uh, literally a, a second or two to get that shot, you don't want to have to be turning your camera around and readjusting it and, you know, to have it sitting in the right position is... Yeah, the, 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 this modular system has given you the versatility to use the camera the way that you want to use the camera without having lots of different bits of kit. Um, it, it's all interconnects. So if you had um, the camera system, the, sorry, the bag, and you also added a strap to it, you get other functionality such as um, if you want to use a, a backpack, a haversack or something like that, the camera, the same straps that are, are provided with it will now clip straight onto the standard toggle or D-rings on a, a, a backpack and you can use it, which is probably the most comfortable way if you're out and about, mm. of carrying a camera so it sits exactly yeah. where you yeah. want it in the most comfortable position. I mean, it is such a, a, a clever system and, and so well thought through in terms of making use of every component several times. You know, everything just works together. And that's how good product engineering should be. Everything should make sense. Yes, I think, I think the guys from, uh, from Migo, they've, 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 we've talked about two products here. They have a third product, which is called the Splat. Um, but what they're wanting to do, their ethos, design ethos, is to look at a product with a new light and try and put additional functionality into the product itself. Um, there are lots of bags on the market. There are lots of small tripods and lots of straps on the market but they all work individually of each other nothing is combined into one system well let's uh, just to round things off let's have a look at this other product that you've just alluded to uh, it, it's it's called the splat and there's a clue in the name um, <laughs> if you imagine something like jelly being thrown at a window and how it splats and spreads out that is kind of the, the form that this thing takes it's not the, the most um, 
vi- visually, it's probably not the, the best example to give you, but I think it's it's a, a good starting point. It, it basically looks like a blue um, five-legged squashed spider, but each of the legs, um, you can bend them into whatever shape that you want. So it will wrap around branches, um, wrap around poles, it will sit on rocks. Um, you can basically bend it into any position that you want, and it stays in that position. On the... Um, on the stand today we have a demonstration where we have a, um, a three kilogram dumbbell sat on the smallest of the splats, they come in two sizes one for compact and uh, compact system cameras and one for SLRs we have a three kilo weight sat on the smaller system, it's been there now for three days um, and it, it, it really holds pretty much, if you put it in the right position, it'll hold as yeah, much weight as yeah. you can throw at it and, and this is the thing, a lot of people you know, when it comes to um, tripods in terms of full-size tripods, you know it's always best to get the, the the best and most sturdy that you can afford. Now, that that translates down the line into smaller cameras. Maybe you're mounting your phone on an adapter on a smaller tripod, but you have to be aware, of course, of the weight of that um, that that camera, that device, and how that weight is is spread over. The, the points of contact in the ground. So this smaller one here, we have um, we have five legs. The larger one has three. Um, for the large one for the larger cameras. But actually, the stability, as you've just said, with that weight is is incredible for the size and the materials that the thing is made from. Yeah, it's giving you a, a great deal of rigidity, mm-hmm. um, it, and be, you can bend it into virtually any shape that you want to bend it into. And the beauty of it is for carrying it around, as you as you said there, all small tripods um, fall down, but they're still quite bulky. Yeah. Um, whereas the splat falls down into a completely flat. Um, form so it will slide in any little pocket within your bag or anything like that and I think it's 65 grams yeah. so it's, it's you know it's not really adding a great deal of weight to your yeah and then th- thinking of sort of real world applications a lot of you may love your hill walking for example you might go and do a 10-15 mile walk you go through local villages you know stop off at a pub for lunch what have you if you want to get a shot maybe of um, a waterfall or a river and you're using a wall over a bridge or something, something like this that you can quickly grab out of your bag, which essentially takes no space at all, versus taking a bigger tripod, which is going to add more weight to your already heavy uh, uh, rucksack, it, it's, a, it's an option that is well worth considering as an alternative. Yes, and I, I, I think talking about the space as well, another way that you can actually store it rather than taking it off the camera if you're out and about you don't really want to be taking it off and putting it back on every time you stop to take another photograph with a splat because it'll bend to any shape you could leave it on the camera and then when you're not wanting to use it the splat will fold and take the form of the camera Mm. so it's taking up no space within your bag and it's ready to take the camera out of the bag and your tripod set up also great if you're going on holiday and you're flying and uh, you know you want to keep everything as compact as, that, as that's possible. That's right, and as well as keeping everything compact, it's actually adding more security to the camera because you have this uh, added protection yeah. folded around the camera. It's, it's a really clever design, and I think, you know, uh, obviously I'll, there'll be a picture in the show notes that will show you one of these sort of uh, set up. Um, 
if anyone wants to find out more and they want to have a look at a website or social media or all that sort of thing what's what's the best place for them to start if you go on to uh, my migo which is m-y-m-i-g-g-o uh, dot com you can uh, look more at the, all of these products the splat the um, agua and the uh, two-way strap lovely well Ron it, I appreciate your time it's been really nice no to problem. see this new product which I, I wasn't aware of um, and just to see how it's you know, been thought through and obviously there's there's a a point in the market for it uh, it's, it's filled that gap where it maybe didn't exist um, and yeah so it's really nice to see something fresh something that's really been thought through and um, yeah and, and actually they look nice as well I know it's not the point but yes, you know they, they're practical and they and they look nice so uh, do check that out uh, guys but for now Ron thank you very much indeed. thank you very much Cheers. thanks As ever, over the coming days, I'll be bringing you further podcasts featuring more conversations with manufacturers recorded live at the photography show. You can check out all the show notes to this and other week's shows at theactivephotographer.com. If you'd like to get in touch directly, don't forget I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Giles Babbage. There's the Facebook page, facebook.com slash theactivephotographer. Or, of course, send me a good old-fashioned email giles at theactivephotographer.com So thanks for listening everyone, take care, have a great week and I will speak to you all very soon.